Well, Sylvia has always said it the best. We may call it planet Earth, but it really is planet ocean. And for the last few decades, myself and my partner Jennifer Hayes have gone beneath the skin of the sea to make images and show people a world, and it's most of our world, that is rich, strange, but above all, beyond imagination. Water, clear water is one of the great joys, is one of the free rides of our planet. And it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's weightless, It's part of not only our planet, but the atmosphere above a planet. This is a stingray swimming in the Cayman Islands behind the great North Sound Barrier Reef. There are moments in the sea. Here, a uh, Galapagos sea lion tries to pursue a school of silvery salima, and the water here, clear and blue, is a product of the El Nino system in 1998, when the water warmed up and the sea lion tried to eat and feed on fish that he could never catch. There's other moments, a school of barracuda makes a perfect circle. And this is one of the great joys of underwater photography is you see a geometric pattern in a world that has no corners and no straight lines. Trunk Bay in the American Virgin Islands. Every step uncovers a little bit of food for these tiny silvery pomponette to um, feed on. And I looked at this picture and looked at this picture. It needed something else, and what it turned out to be was a really good red pedicure. <laughs> a baby turtle paddles in the lagoon of Nengo Nengo and the Tuamoto Islands, a perfect lagoon, a perfect place. Jennifer calls turtles the ancient mariners crossing great swaths of ocean to lay eggs on beaches that they were born on. And turtles mate. I found a pair of loggerhead turtles mating right off, uh, right off Penny Camp Park. So I'm photographing these guys. Uh, the female on the bottom, of course, looking rather bored. <laughs> and out of the corner of my eye, another turtle swims up and looks deeply into my mask and says, uh, look with, with a great deal of love. And turtles, of course, eat jellyfish, and so they're kind of blind. They're like almost the Mr. Magoo of the ocean. And I said, not me, you fool, over there. This is right here, off the Kona coast. A hotel down the, uh, down the block, as it were, uh, used to shine its patio lights. The Kona Surf Hotel shined its patio lights into the sea, attracting plankton. And manta rays, those great birds of the sea swimming along the coast, would come in and feed on them, doing loop after loop. We took big, powerful HMI movie lights, shined them into the sea, 
and made even a greater plankton trap, and the manta rays flew like birds. And a friend of ours put a uh, movie light right over the camera, and the manta rays fed right in front of my face. For a moment, I imagined this creature. Then this is a creature of our planet, one of the largest creatures on our planet, feeding on the smallest creatures of our planet, plankton. And I believe for a second that it was feeding on stars. And of course, as Sylvia showed you, whales. This is a humpback whale, uh, photographed in Rurutu in French Polynesia. Uh, the baby, that little white baby, has just been born, maybe days, days old, maybe even a day old. And uh, as the mother swam, the baby would reach down and touch the mother's snout and bounce, and she would force her up and take a breath. And it being French Polynesia, this isn't just a baby whale, but it's a baby whale. <laughs> Silky sharks swirling in the outgoing tide of an incredibly beautiful place uh, off the coast of Cuba, the southern coast of Cuba. Cuba is a product of the Cold War, so the life there has been untouched, and it's like going back in time. In oceans, the rest of the Caribbean that has been robbed of much of its life like sharks. And the place is the Gardens of the Queens, that 75-mile-long archipelago, 50 miles off the southern coast of Cuba. Jennifer and I worked on a story with the late Peter Benchley. We went back with Ford Geographic to revisit and look at what's happened to white sharks. In 1974, he wrote Jaws, and since then, a lot of things have happened to sharks. We wanted to make a picture, an ultimate picture, looking down the mouth of a shark, the final end of a human. And remember, sharks, great white sharks, are the last creatures on Earth that are able to swallow a human being whole except for a possible few divorce lawyers in New York City. <laughs> the, camera, the camera was literally placed in the, in the mouth of the shark and withdrawn relatively quickly. It was a camera on the end of a pole, and uh, this is the way you make pictures of sharks. Well, the other end of the shark business is the fact that nearly and this is a small estimate, 100 million sharks a year are taken away. And as Sylvia showed you, they're taken away for one reason, shark fin soup. This is a picture made a long time ago in Isla Mujeres, young boy, part of a shark fishing family, catching an enormous great tiger shark. These populations of tiger sharks there no longer exist. Middleton Reef, it blooms like an orchid. This reef is seven, uh, 450 miles off the coast of New South Wales. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's a ship killer reef. And it just comes out of nowhere and ships running from New Zealand to, uh, to Australia just crash into it. The wreck, uh, reef is full of shipwrecks. And the shipwrecks, one of them, had a family of these large black cods living there. I photographed them and one cod came out to me and adopted me and swam over my shoulder for the days that I was working on Middleton Reef. Basically, every time I photographed another fish, it would become enraged with jealousy. 
so I turned around and photographed him, and then I realized he looks very much like my Uncle Lou in Montreal, <laughs> who was not enraged with jealousy. But the, how about this? This is a stargazer. Just under the black volcanic sands of um, the Lembe Strait in the north part of Sulawesi Island, you brush the sand away and you look into the face of an ancient Mayan mask. These fish leap out of the sand with a speed rivaling a 22 caliber bullet, open their mouths and swallow uh, things like cardinal fish swimming above them. In Palau, there's a cave that we took our big HMI movie lights into and made it into a place of light and shadow. The reefs of Palau have risen around parts of the ocean, creating marine lakes. And in the marine lakes, there are vast clouds of these mystigious jellyfish. They're found no other place in the world. Every marine lake has its own individual species. They pulsate like hearts and migrate up and down the lake uh, following the path of the sun. On the outside of one of the islands of Palau, I found two of these beautiful mystigious jellyfish in a very calm, peaceful lagoon. And inside the bells of jellyfish, you sometimes can find incredible tiny little jacks, bumper jacks, that live in this world of soft cloud tissue. Bruce Robeson of the Monterey Bay Aquarium uh, Research uh, Council has postulated that jellyfish may be up to 50% of all the biomass in the oceans. The southernmost reef in the world, Lord Howe Island, with a double-headed wrasse endemic only to Lord Howe Island. South Australian sea lions, they're gentle, they're beautiful, they're like golden retrievers under the sea. Jennifer and I dove with them, and suddenly they left, and when they leave, you leave, because they're food for great white sharks. And this is, well, this is a weedy sea dragon swimming through a world of kelp. If you hold out your finger and look at your finger and look at the size of an infant's fingernail, you'll see that the tiniest creature in the world makes up these great coral reefs. I'll show you some images from coral reefs right now. This is the Great Barrier Reef. They are explosions of life. Tiny shells that live on soft coral. Gobies that live on, gobies that live on the mantles of giant clams. This is a pygmy seahorse, no bigger than an infant's fingernail, that lives in a soft and lives in a Gorgonian coral. Barracudas peer out of schools of surgeon fish. Clownfish live in anemones. They are colors and textures that are most vibrant of anything in the world. Coral reefs are products of the rainforest. The rainforest above, the reefs below, the richest reefs are in the very tip of the Bird's Head Peninsula and the great island of New Guinea. We stand here right now at the edge 
of the future, as Sylvia said, of coral reefs. Here's two fishermen fishing perfectly in a place balanced with nature. In the corner, the very far corner of our ocean planet in a place called Raja Ampat. What I hope for is the pictures that you have seen are not documents of a time gone by, but are place, places and images that we can all see in the future. Thank you.